Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm going to be discussing overcoming codependency. So codependency, as I define it, is a maladaptive relationship pattern that usually stems from childhood because of the inability for the child to be dependent on a primary caregiver in a healthy and secure way as a result of this and and not receiving age-appropriate emotional nutrients, an independent sense of self was not developed. As a result of this, codependency becomes a way of relating and with the intention to find wholeness, comfort, safety, and emotional regulation through another person. Codependent relationship patterns include people-pleasing, enmeshment, relying on others for an identity, and an over-dependence on others for survival. So in this episode, I'm going to be discussing, first of all, why do we become codependent? How does a person become codependent? I'm going to be discussing some of the signs that if you have those signs, chances are you are struggling with codependency. And I'm going to finish off with some tips on how to overcome and heal from relating in this maladaptive way. So to begin, why do we become codependent? What does it mean to be a codependent? So an article by Dr. Kate Balistrieri, she describes that fawning is also sometimes associated with codependency. So if you're unaware of the four trauma responses, it's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. So codependency is associated with fawning. So in both fawning and codependency, your brain thinks that you will be left alone and helpless. The brain's response is to then attach yourself to a person so that they think they need you. This can lead to doing things to make them happy, to cause less of a threat to yourself. So she adds here an insight from Pete Walker, who is a pioneer in defining the four trauma responses. Walker says that this response of fawn is developed in childhood to avoid mistreatment from adults. Walker says that the fawn response can be a number of things, but are nervous attempts to deflect attention. This can mean flattery, admission to toxic toxic relationships, or complete destruction of personal boundaries. He says that people who fawn tend to deny their preferences and boundaries to make other people happy. They unconsciously believe that the price of relational security is compliance. They think that if they make others happy, they will be less of a danger. So Dr. Kate Balistrieri continues and says that generally those that fawn are extremely empathetic and would rather take the emotional blow than somebody else. They believe that the price of admission in relationships is to do that, and the fawn types seek safety in interpersonal dynamics. She says that the most popular theory on fawning comes from adverse childhood experiences, ACEs. These are events that usually happen before a child is 18 years old and can impair the child for the rest of their lives. ACEs, or adverse childhood experiences, can range from poverty to neglect to abuse at home. Continuances of these events can establish negative thought patterns early on. So when our brains are still developing, we will do anything to avoid danger. The fawn response is to seek safety by merging with the perpetrator. So as children, we do what we are told, even if it wasn't what is right or what is good for us. This response invokes strategies from fight, flight, and freeze responses. So it is seen as the most adaptive reaction. Fawning requires knowledge of whoever whoever is hurting you and the skills to know how to appease them. It is often seen in people who endure narcissistic abuse. So those are some of the insights on how a person could become a codependent. And the way I see it is, is that we are 
in essence, relating to ourselves and other people in the way we were related to early on. So unless these patterns of relating change, we ultimately grow up and have these same patterns of relating. And many of these are entirely unconscious. And unless we identify that we are in fact relating in the same sort of trauma response, survival-based way, then in essence, we are going to continue that type of relationship dynamic and usually attract people who are narcissistic and take advantage of these maladaptive ways of relating. So now I wanna go into some of the signs that you are a codependent. If you have some or all of these signs, chances are you are struggling with codependency. First of all, people-pleasing. If you are a people-pleaser, if you fear being alone or if you feel shameful or less than because you are alone, uh, if you need other people to emotionally regulate, if you gain personal value by serving other people, if you are self-avoidant, if you're constantly running away from yourself, if you struggle to put yourself first or you feel selfish for having self-care, if you attract narcissistic partners, coworkers, bosses, or friends, if you have trouble making decisions or you need others to make decisions for you, if you struggle to say no and you struggle to set boundaries or when you do set a boundary, you feel guilty, you feel wrong, you feel fearful of being abandoned and oftentimes you take down your boundaries as a result. So to continue the article by Dr. Kate Balistreri, she says that sometimes those who show the fawn response, like we mentioned, don't even know that they are fawning and they have likely experienced positive feedback from others in return, so it may not register as problematic behavior. So codependency can be a very socially acceptable way of relating, um, and oftentimes it's not seen as problematic because these people are usually very much easy to get along with, they're easygoing, they're usually hardworking, they're usually very good with people, but oftentimes it's coming from the intention, it's from coming from the consciousness of trying to not be rejected, abandoned, and hurt again like they were early on. So she says that when a conflict comes up, that's usually when your codependent tendencies are going to show up. And she mentioned some questions here that you might want to ask yourself to uh, see, to identify if you are in fact struggling with codependency. She says, questions include, do I put my needs aside to make others feel better? Do I feel empty in relationships after giving too much of myself? Do I avoid conflict at all costs? Do I feel everyone's emotions all at once? Do I think that I'm responsible for making everybody happy? She says that if you answered yes to more than two of these questions, it is likely that your default is the fawn response. So now let's discuss overcoming codependency. So healing from codependency is one of the most difficult things to overcome. Uh, this is because the addiction to the abuser and to people pleasing is fueled by this deep yearning for intimacy, intimacy that was so desperately craved, most usually since childhood. So we desperately want that human connection. And because human connection is so vital to our survival, to our the element of the human condition, that we feel like codependency will get us that. And as a result, letting go of the codependent tendency can be extremely uh, difficult. Healing can, from codependency can very much feel like an addiction because in many ways it is an addiction. The addiction to people pleasing, the addiction to avoiding oneself and soothing your wounds by being enough for another person. So now I wanna talk about ways in which we can overcome this very deep and difficult struggle and addiction. So the first step is we have to develop an independent healthy sense of self. Codependency stems from the lack of being whole, the lack of having a complete sense of self and as a result of this we are fragmented and then we are looking for completion through other people so the first step is to realize that nobody can complete us we have to do the work within ourselves to nurture our independent sense of self back to health so without a healthy dependence early on towards primary caregivers we cannot develop an independent sense of self and then without without an independent sense of self we become codependent on others to make us ourselves whole so the goal is to heal from this by developing that independent sense of self so we don't need others and we don't need to rely on others to emotionally regulate and to give us a sense of self so if you're wounded from childhood it's important to identify those 
wounds and identify the unmet needs and, and meet them by yourself and not go to other people in adulthood to try to meet those. Ultimately, if we do, which they cannot meet those needs and we become codependent on them because we get pulled into that, that dynamics where we're constantly striving to be enough to, so we can get those needs met. It's realizing that only we can give those needs to ourselves. So like I mentioned, nurture that healthy, that self back to health. Uh, it's important to heal the relationship you have with needs. If you feel shame for having needs, or if you have neglected yourself and you don't even entertain the fact that you have needs, it's important to really heal that relationship with needs and start to put yourself first and start to meet those needs. It's important to face your fear of abandonment or face your fear of being alone or the story we tell ourselves about how terrible we are or unlovable we are because we may be alone. It's important to process negative emotions such as shame and guilt and negative thought patterns about oneself, one's core beliefs, such as I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable. Until we do heal that, we are stuck in that paradigm of dependence and lack and fear. It's important to learn how to be unconditionally loving and accepting towards yourself. If we do not love and accept ourselves, we'll go to other people and we'll try to get them to love and accept ourselves and ultimately get more and more rejected and more wounded and hurt. It's important to learn to be comfortable putting yourself first. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, when we put ourselves first, oftentimes we were learned and taught in childhood that if we did this, we were shameful, we were bad, or we were just forbidden to do so. So it's really undoing this damage and getting more comfortable putting yourself first and being a disappointment towards other people who aren't going to like the fact that you are putting yourself first and you're taking care of yourself. Letting go of the need for approval, the addiction to people-pleasing. It is a really difficult addiction to get over because we feel like if we do people please, we'll get approval. And if we don't people please, we're going to get rejected. So this has to do with healing the abandonment and rejection wounds, letting other people deal with the consequences of their actions and letting go of the feeling of needing to fix or save them. Oftentimes, this is really just an indication that we have to go and fix and heal ourselves. Many times we project that onto other people and then we wanna save them, we wanna fix them, we wanna solve the narcissist problems and when they do, when we do, they'll love us so much and then finally we'll be lovable and it'll be a great relationship, really just, just a self-delusion and self-deception. It's important to let go of that desire to uh, fix or save people from the consequences of their uh, choices and from their wounds and really go inward and focus on yourself and really do the one thing that you can do, which is heal yourself. You cannot necessarily fix other people or solve their problems. That's their journey. That's what they need to do to uh, overcome their struggles. And finally, something that has worked wonders in my life and helped me overcome my struggle with people pleasing and with codependency is developing a strong and healthy relationship with source or God. Relying on God or higher power, uh, our higher self to guide us in the direction of our needs will help us let go of this overdependence on people who may not be able to uh, to help us. You know, developing secure attachment with this higher power is is based in the knowledge that your needs will be met as you co-create your reality with the universe, as you go in the direction of your vision, of your dreams, of your goals, of your growth. So developing a relationship with your higher self, listening to your inner guidance system and learning to follow its lead, you know, it never fails you. And honestly, this is the most freeing thing you can do as it'll help you realize that you don't need other people. Uh, you don't need to be entirely dependent on other people's opinions on what they think of you, uh, their ability to emotionally regulate you, uh, which will allow you to come to relationships from a place of desire and, and wholeness and love as opposed to fear and lack and fragmentation and neediness. And as a result of this, consciousness become enmeshed and codependent as a result of healing and becoming whole and becoming securely attached with higher self, with God, with source, you'll be able to come to relationships with the, the desire to connect, which will really ultimately lead to the intention of human connection altogether, which is fulfillment. So if you are struggling in this way, if you're struggling to overcome codependency, 
uh, for me, it was an absolute hell to get through and I'm still struggling with it, but ultimately I break through often. And this is something that I'd be more than happy and honored to assist you in doing. And I do believe that if you're struggling from codependency, you really cannot live your, to your full potential. You cannot grow and you cannot be happy. I don't see how you can. You're not really even living your life. Oftentimes you're just totally given over to somebody else, people pleasing somebody who may or may not, may not even appreciate your efforts. So it's so important to get back to the basics, go into your sense of self and heal that which feels the need to cling to other people to get your needs met. Realize that you are strong, you are independent, and you can truly reach your full potential by yourself. Yes, of course, other people, it's great to have other people in your life. And yes, it could be easier and having growth partners, having people who support you. But if you're being supported and if you're enmeshing with people who do not support you and actually hold you back, that can seriously inhibit your ability to grow and be happy and healthy and fulfilled. So if this is a struggle for you, please reach out and allow me to assist you in healing and overcoming codependency. You can reach me by email. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. <laughs>